Hey, hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gingrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. I'm leaving here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and life. Why do I do that? Because the adjustments you can make at halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello. This is Mike Gingrich with another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Looking forward to bringing you some more digital goodness today. You know it's all about bringing you practical tips, ideas, tactics that can help you improve your digital marketing online. My special guest this episode is Jeremy Reeves, and we're going to talk about powerful sales funnels. Jeremy is one of the top sales funnel experts in the world today. He's trusted to build funnels for... Big business websites like CrazyEgg.com with all their computer products that uh, I'm a fan of theirs and dozens of other Inc. 500 companies. Jeremy Hales from Pennsylvania and is busy online all the time with sales funnel products for copywriting, coaching, and also providing direct services. I'm excited to dive into the details of sales funnels for your website today. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on here. All right. Now, just uh, it's a great topic because it, it flows within all the digital marketing, uh, you know, kind of goodness that I like to bring, like to discuss. And you're you're kind of diving into one area where you're an expert. That's what we love to do: have experts in specific topics. Um, to get started, maybe I got to get my audience a little bit more background and backdrop. So, give us a little bit more about you um, and your business to begin with. Your your journey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I actually I started off as a copywriter. Um, so if if anybody's not familiar with the term copywriter, uh, it's essentially just you know sales copy. It's uh, think of a, a salesman but doing it in print, you know, online on websites, uh, in direct mail, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I essentially uh, help people sell better. Um, but I do it, you know. Don't, don't get uh, you know a bad notion in your head about like all oh, snake oil salesmen and like car lot salesmen, you know that that kind of thing. Um, everything that I do, the way that I write, is all about uh, number one value, bring value to the people that my my clients serve, uh, and then also and, and writing just in a way. I'm sure everybody here has has uh, you know read really hypey copy uh, where there's eighteen thousand exclamation points and you know they're they're throwing results at you that clearly have never happened. And in lots of capital things. letters, right? Yeah, lots of capital letters, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> so uh, the way that we write copy is um, really focusing on the customer, who the customer is, uh, the frustrations they're having, uh, re- really getting into the emotions that they're feeling, and then how you know, and then kind of resonating on that level, and then moving into okay, well, here's what we have, here's how we can help you um, get rid of those frustrations that you're having. Um, so, so that's that's uh, kind of the copywriting background, and then the other side of that uh, is sales funnels. And sales funnels, uh, just think of, you know, sa- sales funnels. There, there's a lot to. It. I mean, we could, you know, we could talk about what a sales funnel is for probably an hour by itself. Um, but essentially, you know, we we take all that all that sales copy that we write and we put it into automated sequences. Um, so whether that's you know emails or rewriting your website or creating something like an automated webinar. Um, or you know whatever the case is, we we kind of take it's it's essentially like a mix of uh, really good strategy um, with really good you know copywriting sales copy, 
And uh, yeah, that's you know that's that's what we uh, do. We we've uh, generated you know somewhere in the range of about fifty million dollars in results uh, for the, for our clients uh, over the over the last couple of years. And yeah. uh, you know we're we're excited. We're doing lots of cool things. Um, I've just worked with a. Uh, a three hundred million dollar company, actually, um, one that uh, I'm under confidentiality agreement, so I can't see the actual name. Um, but I can say that uh, you definitely have some of their uh, products in your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, it would be rare for someone listening to this not to have it in their house. Okay. Um, so I'll put it that way. And uh, and I actually I, I just worked with them and kind of brought our you know online marketing concepts to what they're doing there. You know, because they focus more on like the branding side of things. And uh, and they're absolutely killing it. So uh, really excited about that. Excellent. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I'd like to you know keep a little uh, personal flair with this too. So you know from a from a personal standpoint, uh, when you when you look at uh, you know what you do, um, but what 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 drives you? What's some of the motivation behind Jeremy? Yeah. So uh, you know basically two reasons. You know number one, I I, I kind of just fell in love with marketing. Like I love the fact I've always been. Uh, really in tune with people's feelings, um, you know. Just uh, always wanted to understand how people think and why they think that way and that kind of thing. Uh, I actually have a degree in psychology, and um, you know, so that's kind of where it led from. And so that keeps me on my toes with you know with marketing because that's what marketing is about. You know, understanding why people tick and then uh, essentially making them tick. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the other side of it is, uh, you know, more of a uh, I guess selfish kind of kind of thing. Um, is that I love the lifestyle that I have. You know, I, I work from, um, and, and I've done this very, very, very strategically since I started my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I work from uh, six or six thirty until about three o'clock every day. Uh, I don't work nights or weekends usually. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, listen, sometimes things come up and there's, you know, um, whether you're doing a launch or some kind of disaster happens with a client and, uh, you know, we have to get something done um, faster than we thought, like during one of their launches or something like that. You know, yeah. but. You know, in ninety-five percent of the cases, that's uh, you know six to three every day, no weekends, no nights, that kind of thing, and you know make make you know in the six figures, uh, you know personal income. Um, so it's you know really good on the financial side, um, and I love what I do. You know, I, I love uh, writing, I love strategizing, and all that kind of stuff um, with the clients. It's really uh, it's really fun for me. I also have my own side businesses. Um, so uh, so yeah, you know, it's uh, it, basically it allows me it allows me I'm. I don't think I hate the notion of having a business. Yeah. Um, you know, like a lot of people, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I only work." Um, you know, I work sixteen hours a day until my eyes bleed because that's my passion. And my response to that is, "Great, you know, my business is my passion as well, but I also have a lot of other passions. <laughs> yep. You know, that that I love to do. You know, I love. Uh, I have a, a four or a, a three and a four year old uh, tomorrow. Actually, the four year old is going to be five tomorrow." Um, so basically three and a five year olds. Uh, I have, I have a wife, we have a fantastic relationship, uh, you know, high school sweethearts. Um, I have a whole bunch of friends. We have guys night every week. You know, we, we, they come here, have a couple beers or we go out somewhere. Um, you know, I, I go fishing a lot. I go hiking. I do, um, like, and I like to, I'm starting to get into like building stuff. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I have a lot of other stuff that I do outside Mm -hmm. of business and the way that I've kind of set up my business allows me to do all the various things that I love, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of cool. There you go. Yeah. Got uh, you got some some freedom to uh, to be and to do. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, yep. excellent. Thank you. I'll, let's let's dive back into the sales funnel then. So you've talked about sure. that kind of the the mix that it is of um, you know uh, copywriting with strategy and those types of pieces. Let's um, 
maybe you know break that uh, overview down now into a few more pieces here and why this is important for uh, websites today. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, one of the things with sales funnels is think back to one of the times that you're going to buy something, you know, and you didn't buy it like you you knew you you needed it, but you didn't really quite need it right then, right? Um, a lot of sales funnels comes down to timing. Yeah, uh, that that's a huge huge thing um, with sales funnels, and because like when when people when they find out about you, it's really hard to give them your whole kind of story, if you will. Um, in one shot, even if you have something like a long form sales letter that kind of lays that all out, um, people don't absorb it all in one, uh, you know, kind of go at it. Uh, so sales funnels allow you to kind of break up your messaging and build a relationship with your list, right? If you do it the right way, you know, you could be one of those people that just sends uh, kind of pitchy emails every single time and you piss a lot of people off. <laughs> Um, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about building a relationship with your audience mm-hmm. so that when they are ready to buy, they have already heard from you. Number one, they trust you. They, they, you know, they know, like, and trust you, which is huge. Um, you know, people aren't going to do business with you unless they know, like, and trust you. Um, and right. number, you know, and, and number two, and you do that by, well, there, I mean, that could be a whole podcast in itself, um, but, you know, by telling personal stories and, um, and, and relating to them, um, a lot of it comes from the copy, uh, really um, showing them that you understand the frustrations they're going through and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then you also are able to kind of follow up with them and just slip in little, as you're giving them value, helping them in their life, uh, you're also slipping in little, like little mini sales pitches, if you will. Uh, you know, showing proof of why you get better results than other people, showing why you're unique and different from your competitors, mm-hmm. you know, showing why essentially why you're the best option for them to uh, solve that problem when they're ready to solve that problem, whether it's right now or it might be, you know, three, six, 12 months in the future, a couple of years, uh, depending on uh, how long your sales cycle is, you know. So if you're selling something like a, like something, you know, like an e-commerce uh, product where it's just like a product, like a, you know, uh, let's just say a, uh, I don't know, a bicycle seat or something like that, you know, um, probably won't need a sales funnel for something like that because it's kind of just like, hey, I need a seat for my bike. Uh, I'm going to go buy one. Let's look at the features. What's my budget? Okay, I'm going to get that one. Um, if you're selling things like a service or anything higher end, like anything that's you know more than say fifty bucks or something like that, yeah, um, it you know it helps a lot having these sales funnels in place because you can then uh, you know you need that relationship with the list to be able to sell that. You know, um, I've I've had clients that were on my list. Um, I think the highest one is about three and a half years. Uh, she was on my list and just, just following me, I, you know, keep sending her emails, keep sending her emails, keep sending her emails. And, you know, again, all these emails are value based. Um, so there's stories that relate to a marketing lesson or, you know, sending them to an article I wrote or, you know, whatever it is, continually building up the trust, building up the rapport, building up my, uh, you know, demonstrating my expertise. And she came and said, hey, I'm ready now. I've been listening to you for three and a half years. And she ended up uh, becoming a, it was like a $35,000 client, you know. Um, and that that's happened, by the way, several times. Yeah. I think she, I think that was the longest that someone was on my list without, uh, you know, before doing business. But yeah. a lot of them, it's like, you know, most of my clients that are, uh, you know, that high of a fee range, because um, that's, you know, that's, that's definitely higher than average. Um, we're on my list for, you know, six, 12 plus months. Um, and it's because, you know, they, they knew they needed it, just wasn't the right time. 
Um, and when it was the right time, I was basically when they said in their head when they said, "Okay, I got to get a sales funnel done." You know, the instant thought was Jeremy's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and and there wasn't really even any. You know, at that point, there's really no comparing you to other people. It's just okay. Well, Jeremy's going to do it. You know, um, and just hey, Jeremy. You know, um, I remember she called me and she's like, "Hey, look, you know, I want to get this done, this done, this done. Uh, how much is it going to be?" And uh, you know, in her case, um, I did something called a funnel day. Um, so she paid three thousand dollars for uh, a day of my time. We figured out. Uh, what the sales funnel was going to be, and then I said, "Okay, it's going to be um, you know thirty grand," and she you know did it with no hesitation, and uh, you know we we did it. Um, so yeah, so it was it was thirty three thousand because there's a three and then and then thirty. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. So you know a lot of what you're talking about there. I mean, there's there's components. Obviously, you got to get them to the website. You got to get them into the funnel, and you're talking about uh, capturing them as an email address, and then mm-hmm. there's a lot that is. Uh, ongoing then so you know what whether you call that that's almost like an iceberg you know what what you see above on the website <laughs> is yeah. you know a small piece of what goes on down beneath how, how large it is then yeah yeah exactly you know and, and you know it's sales funnels can look different um depending on like what kind of industry you're in you know what i mean um it really like there there are so many different uh, i guess structures of a sales funnel that you can do uh, and it really depends on on what you're selling. It depends on the price point of what you're selling. It depends on the complexity. Um, so if you're selling something that uh, if you're coming out with something new, you're going to have to explain that a little bit more than if you're selling something like you know a bicycle seat. Um, so you know there are a lot of different factors that come into um, what your funnel actually is going to look like in terms of like okay, what are the steps of the funnel? You know, yeah. what I mean, does that make sense? Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, previously, you, you talked about that one client where you couldn't disclose anything. But I mean, to, to really cement it for my audience, I'm wondering if there is a kind of client story that we can dive into that you can share, so we can get some kind of details. People can get a real picture then. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me give you a couple, and I'll go through them really fast. Okay. Um, you know, just to uh, so I'm not wasting too much time uh, going through them. But um, so I had one guy named Pat. And he had uh, an email sequence, and uh, there are basically three different types of his audience. There was uh, he was selling to personal trainers, um, so basically he used to be a personal trainer, okay. um, sold it for seven figures, and then is now showing personal trainers how to build a personal training business. Okay, um, so he's like a coach to the personal trainer essentially. Yep. Um, so he came and he's like, "Hey, we're doing really well, uh, doing you know paid ads, and uh, essentially his three uh, buckets, if you will." He had people that um, I apologize, my dog just coughed. If you heard, that. <laughs> uh, he had three different uh, you know kind of buckets that people went into. It was um, information products, right? So he was showing them how to build their business through his information products. Uh, he had a coaching business, and then he also had a franchise business, right? Um, where he actually wow. you know you know do franchises. Yep. Um, so he was selling to them all in kind of the same way, and like forcing them to make a decision on. You know, like it was, it was kind of just like you're selling three different things to everybody, you know, so it was very uh, scattered and just kind of messy. Um, so we came in and all we did was segment his email list into those three buckets. We asked them, um, I, f- I forget, this was, this was a couple of years ago, I forget the exact questions we asked them, but we asked them a question um, to have them kind of self select uh, and, and get the best estimate of which. Uh, segmentation they should go into. Yeah. And then we talked to them specifically about the issues that they'd be facing, uh, you know, based on where they're at in their business, right? And uh, he increased his sales in, in that campaign by 270%. There you go. Uh, yeah, which was insane. 
another one, we built one, which it was a, um, it was just Facebook ads to a landing page, and then, uh, and then it was a webinar, and then um, I'm trying to think. So there was uh, there was Facebook ads to like, it was like a free report, you know, um, seven things to do to you know, uh, to to fix your. Uh, I think his was a, a network marketing type of thing. Okay. Uh, so it was like seven things to do to get more leads or, you know, whatever it was. Um, so, so they downloaded that and then we offered them a free webinar. It was like a bonus webinar we, we positioned it as. So they watched the webinar and sold them a $2,000 uh, training course over, over the webinar. And also we, uh, we, we added in uh, some phone calls, so some sales calls in there. And uh, he, but when we finished, uh, he was he was spending seven dollars per lead that he got into that funnel, and was making fifty seven back. Yeah. So yeah. basically, you know, it, it's like you know putting in a putting in seven bucks and getting fifty seven back all day long every single day, and it was all automated. You know what I mean? Um, except for the phone calls. Mm-hmm. But he had, you know, we we created scripts and everything for the uh, for the salesman. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, an- another one, uh, really quick. This was a pretty simple one. It was basically he had he had, uh, came out with a beauty product. Uh, we did Facebook ads to his website, um, and then we also retargeted people who didn't buy then and offered them a free report. Uh, you know, kind of um, giving them uh, tips on you know becoming beautiful. Essentially, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a girly product. Um, and, and did that. So we just had a prospect email sequence, um, selling them and he, uh, his, he actually built that. He's a serial entrepreneur, um, you know, runs several multimillion dollar businesses and he built that website, uh, for his wife actually for her to run it, uh, because she was, she was starting to get bored, um, you know, not working. And she said, Hey, you know, can you build me a business? I'll run it. Uh, so we built that and it became a, a six figure business, like literally as soon as we turned the traffic on. It was just, okay, the website's done. Okay, you know, AdWords, click on, and it was a six-figure business, like, instantly. Um, so that was, uh, was kind of awesome. And then, you know, there, there, were some, there were also some campaigns we did. Uh, so for everyone who bought that, um, we were upselling them to different products. We had things in there to get them uh, to give us more uh, reviews, things like that. Okay. Um, pretty simple stuff. Uh, and then another one, the last one that I'll do is, uh, her name is Melissa. And um, she was doing a lot of launches. So she, she has this, uh, her main product and she was launching it two, three times a year, making, you know, making, making um, I don't know, around 50 grand um, every time that she uh, would launch it, right? Mm-hmm. And she came to me and she said, how do we like get this automated? Because she's like, I'm getting really tired. My, you know, my results are going down every time I launched this because, you know, the market, it was getting tired essentially. Okay. Um, so we automated the process, right? Came up with an automated, we kind of put her system into an automated webinar, ran traffic to it. And now she's making, um, the last time I checked with her, it was about 1300 bucks a day. Uh, every single day through automate, you know, the whole thing is completely automated. She doesn't have to talk to anybody, do anything. No. It's just, you know, um, so, so her, that one, that one was pretty awesome, but yeah. she, uh, she was beyond excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll put it that way. <laughs> so those are a couple just to kind of give you some ideas. Okay. Okay. Now the, the, the one thing that when I hear these stories that I think is, is great, but it, it leads me to the question and that is, um, uh, you know, how do you map these out? Because you're, you're talking about uh, multiple components. You're talking about, you know, Facebook ads to a, to a landing page to uh, a webinar. So the, I'm I'm just trying to think of, you know, helping our audience. Uh, I mean, just you know, draw this out. Do you use a software piece to kind of map this out? Is it mind mapped, or you know, what's what's happening there? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, so the first part 
you know, the first place that it happens is, is in my head. You know, I've, I've been doing this so long. I can, I can do like, I'm a, I've always been a very visual guy, okay. um, you know, visual and even mentally, you know, some people, um, like myself can like, you know, when you think of things in your head, you can see them very clearly. Yeah. Um, some people have that ability. Some, you know, some don't. Um, I, I've had it uh, kind of naturally, and I've I've also been meditating most of my life, so I've kind of improved it. You know what I mean? And um, so I, I can I can map out a whole sales funnel in my head in like thirty seconds, and just you know, and then I just have to write it all down. Um, so it it kind of depends when I do it. Uh, when I do it for anything for myself, I have a whiteboard that I put it on. Okay. Um, when I do it for clients, if I'm doing it uh, through one of the funnel days that I mentioned, where it's it's basically just like an in person consultation day, um, mm-hmm. I just call it a funnel day because you know from funnels and you know whole funnel day that we're spending with you that kind of thing. Okay. Um, we'll do it on uh, typically a whiteboard, um, but then we then we put it. I put it into a program called Lucid Charts. And uh, that's essentially like a mind mapping tool. You know, um, there's another one, MindMeister. I like that one too. Uh, you can even just use Google Docs. Uh, I forget the, uh, I forget what it's called, um, but I know that I know there's a thing that you can use. Um, you know, Google Docs for. I don't know if it's called like presentation or something like that. Uh, Sheets maybe. Sheets is there? Yeah, kind of a PowerPoint esque tool. Yeah, um, it might be that. I haven't used that very much. I have okay. a couple clients that use it, um, but I never really liked it all that much. But uh, I personally use Lucid Charts. Okay. Uh, for actually um, actually mapping it out. All right, good, good. Okay, so um, you gave us a couple stories here and, and shown some results and kind of the, the bigger picture of that. Now, why don't we dive into you know common uh, mistakes or gaps that you see, you know, uncover when people come to you, that type of thing. You want to dive into that one? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so, so the first one and the biggest one is not understanding your customer well enough, right? Everything you do in your business, regardless if you're doing a funnel or not, revolves around your customer. That's, you know, when you think of the core of your business, it's not you, it's not your employees, it's not, you know, your whatever, if you have a building or something like, you know, it's none of that, it's your customer. They are the absolute epicenter of your business. And every single decision you make needs to revolve around that. Right, so that's the first thing is understanding your customer well enough. Um, so if you don't understand, you know, if you're uh, maybe a little bit newer to this, a lot of people, it's one of those things. Um, if you've been in business a while, you tend to just pick it up over time. You know, if, if you've been serving your clients for the last, you know, ten, fifteen years, you probably know them really well, just because of you know, like osmosis, essentially. Um, you know, just hearing stories, hearing their objections, that kind of thing. But if you're new to this, uh, you know, and and maybe if you're not doing well enough as you think you should be doing, it's probably because you don't understand your customers well enough. Um, and if it's not that, if you do understand, uh, you know, understand them well enough. Uh, you might not be articulating that in your copy, you know, which is why um, either you or you hire a copywriter or whatever. But uh, it might be, and it happens a lot. It hap- uh, If it's in your head, it needs to be in your marketing as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so take a look at your marketing and see if what you know about your customer is being expressed in the copy that you have. I like um, that. For, okay. For, for all of your, you know, whether it's emails or on your website or you know whatever it is, right? Yep. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is uh, second thing I would I would probably say is trying to get everything perfect right from the beginning. Um, or or another way of saying this is not having anything, not getting started. You know what I mean? Um, because you want it to be perfect, and therefore you don't take action because you're waiting for the you know the perfect uh, you know the the time to be perfect. 
Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like having um, having kids. You know, it's it's never going to be the perfect timing. You know what I mean? Um, everybody always says, oh, I'm going to wait until I lose 20 pounds or I'm going to wait until we get our house or I'm going to wait until we hit a certain financial goal. Yeah. Those things never happen because all of your goals are on the horizon. You know, the, the closer you get to them, the farther they move away. You know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of a similar concept. Uh, just get just get the minimum, uh, like the you know minimum viable product. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's the same concept as that. You know, just get something down that's going to move the needle forward. You can always do like kind of a phase two later. In fact, I do this with a lot of my clients. Um, a lot of the people that I talk to are they're surprised in a good way. Um, like for example, I've I've had people come to me and say, Hey, Jeremy, I have you know twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, whatever it is, to spend on a funnel, and I want you to do it for me. And um, you know, my, my first response is, well, listen, I mean, if you want to just give me it, that's fine. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to stop you. Right. Um, but I actually don't recommend that we do that, you know, and I'll say, look, I think we can get started. We can test this one thing and we can do that for, you know, whatever it is, 7,000 or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of just throwing numbers out there. Um, but you know, a significantly lower price first and let's first t- try that, see if the concept itself works and if we can kind of see light at the end of the tunnel, like if we see good results, then we go to phase two and build the whole thing out. Okay. Right? Um, because there's no point in in spending, you know, 20000 30000 40000 50000 the, the highest one I've ever done was sixty, um, And I've done two of those. But they were, they were already, you know, they were eight-figure companies. They were, you know, they already really understood everything. They were just kind of taking everything to the whole next level. Um, that's, that's very rare to be like that. Um, I, I would say most of the stuff we do is, I don't know, between – Somewhere in the range of like five to fifteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so sixty is obviously outside of that norm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, so that's the the second thing is just you know look at if you're sitting there thinking, okay, you know, maybe I should do a funnel or maybe I should redo my copy on the website or whatever it is. Um, look for the easy win. You know what I mean? Um, I've I've told I've actually actually there's uh, somebody that I'm I haven't responded to yet, but I'm going to. Um, they're in my inbox right now. And they came and they told me, they said, hey, look, I have a big budget to, to redo this thing. Um, everything we've done so far has failed. Uh, but you know, if you can kind of you know, revamp this for us, it's going to be worth it. So um, you know, we, like, we have a huge budget to be able to um, tweak this. And I'm actually going to respond to him and say, look, you know, again, you know, it's kind of the same thing as I said. Look, if you really want to send me money, I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> right. um, but um, I mean, honestly, though, I, I actually would, and I have. Um, but I'm going to tell him try this first, right? Um, to kind of prove the concept, and it's something that it's small enough that, like, I would only charge like a couple hundred bucks for. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, I'm, I'm going to have him just uh, essentially reorder the, the sales letter that he has. Um, so I would only ca- charge a couple hundred bucks for it. So I'm just going to say, look, just go redo this, test this, s- let me know what the results are. And if the results are good, then let's go and, you know, and, and do the whole thing. Right. Um, but there's no point, like I, you know, I just, I just said, like, there's, there's no point in throwing all that money away. Um, as much as I would love to be, you know, in my bank, um, I would much rather know that, you know, I help somebody in doing it the right way, you know, okay. um, and not just trying to take their money. Yep. You know yep. I mean? No, I like that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I take away two things from that. One is, is, uh, do something, you know, just, you, you got to start, don't get that, uh, paralysis of analysis where you, mm-hmm. where you never get there. Yeah. And, and I think the, you know, uh, the second thing is do a test, right? Kind of just get something 
going. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay. And then, and then the third thing, uh, really easy one, is uh, most people do not have enough uh, number one trust with their audience and number two proof um, of that they actually get the results. You know, and uh, the easy way to think about this is. You know, entrepreneurs solve problems. That's essentially what we do. You know, um, we're we're problem solvers, right? So people come to us and give us money for us to help solve their problems, right? And it could be something big. It could be something like losing weight, right? That's a that's a very emotional. It's a big problem that a lot of people have. So they pay you know personal trainers and you know things like that to solve that problem for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be something uh, you know a quote unquote problem. Like let's say you're going to buy a new boat, right? Well, that's not technically a problem. But mentally, it's a problem because in your mind, you want that boat. So, you know, the salesman has to kind of, you know, fill that void by selling you a boat, right? Um, And that's kind of the other side of it, where it's not technically like a problem, but you're filling a need. You know, you're filling a want. Right. So think of the problem or the need or want on the left side. Everybody has, um, and we'll just keep it simple, everybody has a problem. And then your side is you give the solution to that problem, right? So... They're going to have a whole bunch of choices. They're going to do research. They're going to look at you. They're your competitors, all that stuff. And you need to be able to show them that not only can you solve that problem, that's kind of step one, but step two is I can solve that problem better than any of my competitors can solve that problem, right? And that's the step that most people don't quite grasp, right? Um, you're, you're not just solving a problem. You're solving it better than everybody else they're looking at, whether that's faster or cheaper or uh, more efficiently or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, maybe you have some kind of unique way that you solve it or, you know, um, you know, like a, lo- a lot of supplements. It's, you know, some new ingredient that, that helps you lose weight or, what, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. Uh, you have to show them why you're unique and, and, and different. Got and, uh, you know, and, and basically, you know, uh, show proof that you can do that. That's why we have things like uh, podcasts. You know, it's it's us kind of proving our, you know, demonstrating our expertise. That's a form of proof. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's I have I have checklists. I have like there's 30 some forms of um, proof. Uh, but, uh, mm. yeah, you know, just just think in your head, like, how can I prove to them that I'm the best choice for them? You know, okay. and uh, a lot differentiating of people, factors. Yeah. OK, good, good. All right, so we, we kind of evolved, then we went through some um, mistakes, some things to avoid. We've, we've talked about some of those items. I kind of want to wind down here with giving them some good, uh, maybe some growth hacks. These are tips that you can share that you know, say, hey, be aware of these things as you're looking at your sales funnel. Yeah, yeah. So I would um, – I would, and there's a lot of different ones. Uh, this is going to be highly dependent on the, the type of business you know, because yeah. there's a lot of different like you know, quote-unquote hacks that you can do uh, based on the type of business you're in. But, uh, but two of them that are kind of universal right, are um, improve your positioning. right. So as people are reading, um, basically know where you stand in the market. You know, there are people on the very, very low end. So think of Walmart. right? That's you go there because you want the best possible price. Right. Um, and so there's that group. And yeah. then there's kind of like the, the, the middle group, which is where most people are. Right. And in that group, uh, if you are and then this is just price range. Uh, if you're in that group, you need to know uh, like what's different about you, because if you're if you're not the lowest price yeah, and they're not going to hire you because you're the lowest price and they're not going to hire you because you're like the super high end guy or girl. Right. You're in the middle. Well, that's where most people are. You know, if you think of a bell curve, that's the highest part of the curve. That's you know, that's where most people are. Um, so, what's different about 
how you get them those results like we just talked about. You know, so what is your positioning? Are you, you know, maybe it's your personality. A lot of times people will do business with you because of your personality. That's actually getting bigger and bigger and bigger as um, social media gets, um, you know, kind of gets steamrolled into our, into our world. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, so know where you are in that continuum. So, you know, first figure out, okay, am I low end, am I middle, or am I high? Okay. Right? Uh, and then uh, you have to really own that. So if you're in the high end, everything you do should be positioning you as the high end guy. If you're the low end, it should always be about you know the price and how you're getting them the best deal and all that kind of stuff. Um, which, by the way, I highly recommend not being in that category <laughs> if you can help it. Um, in certain businesses, it's it's okay, but it's uh, it's not a very uh, it's not a very good long term approach. Uh, and, and then if you're in the middle, then you have to have something that differentiates you from your from your competitors because. If most of the people are going to be looking into that category, most of your competitors are in there, it's kind of random luck if people choose you. You know what I mean? And yeah. you, you don't want that to be the case in yeah. business. So you have to have something that differentiates you um, from your other competitors. You know? so, so that's improve your positioning. Uh, the other one, and this is something a lot of people don't talk about, um, is really understanding your hyper buyers, right? Uh, if you look and you analyze your your customers or your clients, we'll just say customers, you know, or we'll just say clients because I, you know, I, I deal with clients. So let's let's go with clients. Um, but you know, whether you deal with customers or clients, um, you want to really analyze them and look at do an eighty twenty analysis essentially on your clients okay. and say, okay, who is giving me the most revenue for the least amount of stress, yeah. or the least amount of you know work involved. Uh, so for me, like I know that in, in my business, you know, there, there are some industries that, uh, when, you know, when they come to me, I, I can do this by looking at my close rates, right? Um, I have like, you know, in, in I have one or two industries that when I get somebody on the phone four out of five times, they're going to become a client. I have other industries where I don't have as many, uh, I don't have as much experience in, you know what I mean? Um, it's not as kind of intuitive uh, for me, and it's that's more like one out of five becomes a client, you know what I mean? Um, okay. So I know that when I'm doing my, you know, when I'm when I'm marketing myself, I know kind of who to talk to. I know mm-hmm. what examples to give, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, the the examples that I gave are actually based on that <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. because it, you know because it attracts certain types of people at certain types of businesses. Um, so so no no. You know who your your know where your sweet spot is, and then also when you when you figure that out, come out with some kind of freedom offer, right? Um, and what I what a freedom offer is is it's kind of that that offer that's somewhere in the range of five to ten times higher than your highest priced product or service, and it only it gives a very 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 specific result to a very very uh, narrow uh, type of person, right? Hmm. Okay. Um, so for example, in, in my business, you know, I have all my clients that do, um, just, you know, they, they get copy done, they get funnels done, that kind of thing. But then, um, for my funnel days, that's kind of my freedom offer, right? Um, and that is because when I, if someone is going to spend $3,000 for, for a day of my time, they're going to become a really big client. You know, th- those clients are normally at least $20,000 plus, Whereas um, a lot of my other clients are somewhere in the range of like five to fifteen, right? So I try to attract people who are going to you know be interested in a funnel day because I know that um, once I get someone into a funnel day, they're going to be worth that much more money. And it's not because I'm doing some kind of weird like you know uh, mental 
mental thing with them to try to get them, you know, more money. As you can tell, I'm very, um, it's all, like I said in the beginning, it's all about the client. You know what I mean? Um, yep. But those, those, like, it's, it's basically they're bigger businesses. You know, there are certain uh, traits of the business. Um, one of them would be segmentation. Okay. So if someone's doing really well already, um, a lot of times the, the kind of next level step is segmenting everything. And that uh, requires a lot of work, which therefore requires high fees. Um, but it's not, it's not worth uh, doing unless you're, I would say, at least 500000 in that range, uh, preferably over, over seven figures. And then you can start you know, doing more segmentation. Um, so you know, I have those people. When they come in, uh, you know, I know kind of what I'm going to prescribe to them essentially. Got it. Uh, you know, but think about it in your business and, and just think about, let's say that your highest priced uh, product or service is $1,000. Just think in your head, okay, $5,000. What can I how, – how, how can I get somebody to give me $5,000 – um, not so that I can make that $5,000, but so that I can deliver $50,000 or $100,000 worth of value to them, right? Because um, I always like to do a 10x. Like if somebody's going to give me ten grand, I always like to um, you know, try to give them at least $100,000 worth of value, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just my own kind of personal thing. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, so, so basically that's, that's in your head. You know, whatever your highest price product or service, times it by five and then say, how can I deliver – you know that number times ten worth of value, you know, and um, and that's going to help you start to to brainstorm, um, you know, some different things. Okay, that'll get you, you know. out of the box, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, uh, Jeremy, tremendous stuff here, and uh, I feel like we could uh, just keep going and going, um, <laughs> and and I gotta kind of wind it down, unfortunately. But sure. fortunately, on the other side of that is that you have more resources available, right? So. Um, what can our audience do and what can I include in my show notes that uh, can be next steps? If people have been here, they've heard this, they're saying, yeah, this is interesting. I want to I learn more. I need to, to figure out some more details of this. Uh, what do you got for them? Yeah, you know what? Um, I used to – you know, when people ask for research, I, I used to give PDFs and webinars and things like that. Um, anymore, I found that the best thing to, to have people do is just listen to my podcast. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, so I have a podcast. It's called Sales Funnel Mastery, right? Um, very, you know, very simple. You can just go into whatever you're listening on right now. Just kind of look at it and go and search in uh, Sales Funnel Mastery and subscribe to that. Uh, and then from there, um, you can also check out jeremyreeves.com because um, there's kind of two groups of people. Number one is the, the type of person that wants to learn more about this. Maybe it's a, a newer thing or maybe um, like most of my clients, you're just very uh, – you know, you you thrive on educating yourself and just becoming smarter and better at what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if that's you, then definitely you know download Sales Funnel Mastery podcast. Uh, I, I do a mix of interviews with other people, kind of like we're doing now, and um, and then also just me talking about a certain subject. Okay, right? I, I kind of mix them up. Um, you know, every other week essentially. Uh, so that's the first thing, and then the second thing is if you don't care about any of that and you just you know you know that you need stuff, you know, you need your marketing to do better for you. Uh, then you can just get in touch and, and we can talk and see if we might be a uh, you know a good fit to work together um, and you know and I know a lot of a lot of times you hear like oh you know a free consultation he's just going to sell me um, I can promise you that's not the case uh, if there's one of us that's going to say hey we're not the right fit it's probably going to be me uh, not you <laughs> uh, because I'm very very like I, I only like to take on certain types of projects so if I don't 
if I don't 100% feel in my heart that I can actually help you and deliver, you know, like I was saying, at least a 10 times uh, ROI on, you know, whatever it is that you spend with us, um, I will be the first one to tell you that, hey, it's just not a good fit. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so don't be worried about uh, me kind of pressuring or <laughs> anything like that. Hopefully that comes across, uh, you know, in my, just kind of the way that I, um, you know, uh, carry myself essentially. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So either download Sales Funnel Mastery, uh, and it's uh, you know it's my podcast you can listen to. I think there's I don't know around sixty episodes or so. Uh, or if you just want to start working on your um, on you know building Sales Funnel, taking your business to the next level. Essentially, uh, most of our clients are minimum of uh, two hundred fifty thousand gross revenue, uh, and then as you get higher, it's it's more likely that it would be a good fit. Uh, you know, so if you're under that, you know, sales funnel mastery. If you're over that, then maybe reach out and uh, see if we can work together. There we go. All right, Jeremy. Again, just want to thank you for uh, giving us your time and uh, expertise and value today. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I went a little bit over the time. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. It's uh, you know, it's when when we dive in, we got to flow. We got to we got to stay with it. And I think this yeah, is right. a, a key topic here, just because uh, you know people are. Trying to put all these pieces together, and and you you mapped out some things today, gave us some practical examples of um, you know c- clients, businesses that are doing that. So uh, great stuff here on uh, on the sales funnel. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. All right, hey folks, this was Mike with the Halftime Mike podcast. So I'm going to have items from Jeremy in the show notes. Again, that was the Sales Funnel Mastery podcast and JeremyReeves.com. That's come over to uh, the podcast show notes uh, on MikeEngrish.com. And you'll be able to find links to those there. So we'll get that out to you. As always, I always say, what's the next step you need to take immediately when this is done? Take some action. So think about this as we end. What is it that you need to jot down to take action on now? All right. This is Mike. Until next time, take care. All righty. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half is the outcome of the game What's the next step you need to take today to act? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeEnglish.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit MikeEnglish.com slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no-nonsense guy, adding value to you to help you win the game in the second half.